this is the Sue Jeffers Show. I have got a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous show for you planned today. We're going to talk about MnDOT. Yep, yep, yep. It is unbelievable incompetence, or they are dr- deliberately trying to create gid- gridlock. Governor Dayton's farce of a task force has come out with their report on how to build trust between the police and the minority uh, communities that was released yesterday. Stan, thank you so much for printing off the 30-page report. That was a book you printed out there. What a joke it is. Tune in the second hour. We will talk about how you can expect nothing to change from this farce of a task force. What a wasted waste of time, space, energy, money, everything. It's crazy. Uh, last week, we, we spent just a few minutes talking about the take a knee protests that we're seeing. We've seen some incredible fallout about this. And I'm asking you, united we stand, folks. Does anything unite the United States of America anymore? And what does taking a knee even mean anymore? We know where the protest started in the beginning beginning with Colin Kaepernick. But where is it at now? When does the kneeling stop? You know where I think it stops? I think it stops when the NFL says, hey, keep your cameras off those losers who are kneeling because they're making our people mad. Mad. Yeah, but then you're uh, discriminating and you're not showing both sides of the story. They didn't show both sides last week. Oh, I've got so much on this, stand. You are going to love I'm it. I'm kind of sick of hearing about it, to be honest, because I just want to watch my football and be done with it. I know. But, you know, there's arguments on both sides, and that's but, the thing. You talked about the division right, and United. Right. Everybody has their cause, and it just... Everybody's so passionate about it, it turns out bad. And and there's so much confusion over what's being protested. protested. Is it about the flag? Is it about free speech? Is it about Trump? Is it about race or oppression or equality or or police violence? And and really truly, folks, I really feel like this is part of the part of the culture war. This is part of the battle for the soul of America. And 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 I think just as importantly as all of that, we have to figure out what's going to unite us. Because if we aren't united, uh, then you know what? Divided we fall. And that's that's definitely what's well. What's, cars and bikes divide us. I mean, you're going to be know. talking about that later. And Kim Kardashian just, divides I us. I can't wait to hear your bike rants. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> oh, just wait. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff planned. Oh, and Cal Barr's going to call in the second hour, uh, four o'clock hour. I got a lot of stuff in the uh, Minnesota stuff, local stuff in the second hour. Cal Barr's going to weigh in on the brouhaha at the Minnesota Supreme Court when Governor Dayton line item vetoed the funding for the legislature uh this is a really big deal and i'm mad about this you saw the the dueling op-eds in the tribune this week and you had governor dayton respond you had gazelka from the senate respond you had doubt from the uh house respond and it, it is just so crazy the bottom line is um you still have a lower court that says this is unconstitutional. You still have three co-equal branches of the government. And this is turned into such a cluster that you have to ask yourself, who's really to blame for this? I blame Mark Dayton. That should surprise nobody. Uh, we'll talk about it in the second hour. It's great. Um, as I was walking into the studio today, much to my surprise, who do I run into? At getting When I was getting off the elevator, he was getting on. Hi, John. 
John Gilmore. Hi, Lamb Chop. So I decided, what the heck? I got enough to say. Gilmore loves to weigh in. First, I want to apologize for calling you Gilbert last week. That's okay. I, I'm usually called much worse. Well, that's seriously. what I thought. Yeah, when yeah, you told me that yeah. I'd done it, I didn't even... Usually when I mispronounce something, I recognize that I have... Oops. You, you didn't mispronounce. You misnamed yeah, me. Yeah, mis- that's okay. Totally. Totally. Yep. Okay, go to the iHeartRadio page. You can hear John Gilmore's podcast. He just taped one today with Janet Byhoffer. I can't wait to listen to it. It sounds fascinating. She was very good. What did you talk about? Um, National and local and everything under the umbrella of... President Trump, because it's his world. We're just living in it. That's pretty much pretty much totally true. And I love Janet Byhoffer. I, I think she is just so great. So, John, not only do you have, uh, you substitute for me sometimes. Yes. You've been a guest once for a whole hour on Andrew and John's show, which is absolutely unbelievable in the morning that, that they gave you. It was very kind of them. Very kind. Of but we had a great discussion about Minnesota media and its biases. Right. And and it was, it was again, go back to the iHeartRadio channel and you too can hear it because it is unbelievable. And you also write for Alpha News. Alpha News, you have an article that comes out every Sunday that I have it on my must-read list. Well, oh, thank you. Part of it is you send it to me too, but well, I also have you ask. In I know in the back of my mind, I also I can't wait to read what John's article is going to be about uh, every Sunday. Well, and Jake Duesenberg and Jack Rogers have now asked me to write for them. They have a quarterly publication, so I'll be in a print publication um, every three months. The Liberty for Action folks? That, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is a fabulous. Everybody should sign up to get that. I think you have to pay money for it. It's worth it. It is so worth it. The a multitude of writers contribute to it. It is so professionally done. Gives you such a different, unique perspective. Helps you think and, and, and form opinions in your mind so you're not just repeating what you heard sean hannity tell you or or whatever it's um absolutely awesome your alpha news articles um they they cover such a wide range of topics was it last sunday that you had the one about um um the bombing at the mosque in bloomington right that was so unbelievable where where did all the headlines from that go what well, well, City Pages contacted me and said, we'd like to interview you about your piece. And I thought, hmm, you know, I'm their favorite, one of their favorite people to do hit jobs on. Uh, I'm a bigot, I'm a racist, I'm a Zalabophobe, the usual litany of stuff. And it just doesn't work anymore. And if they were to read minnesotaconservatives.org, which is my personal blog, I talk about Islam and Muslims all the time, but I emphasize and focus on Muslim reformers, which get no oxygen in Minnesota media, none whatsoever, and media go to CARE, which is a terrorist-affiliated organization. It pushes a very extreme version of Islam, and that's what I would like to see recalibrated. So, you know, knock yourselves out if you want to call me a bigot. It's simply not the case, and I know a lot more about these sort of things than those people do because they get it from one source. They get it from CARE. So I didn't respond to City Pages. I guess they did a small mini-hit piece on me, which got, I don't know, zero or one comments. Sad. (laughs) You know, and so, you know, you you can't be afraid of being called names. That is literally the sign of success because they've got nothing left. You know, Um, nothing should be off the table in terms of being discussed respectfully and so forth. 
Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Mm. And and you don't just write about Muslim topics either. You write about politics. You right. write about right. all kinds of things that are important. And I have two people who complain to the publisher and my editor-in-chief about them. Neither the topic nor the people shall be named. Uh, but they had my back. They said, look, it's an opinion piece. If you don't like it, write something in the opposite direction, which is, I think, the way that it should be. It's interesting, though, that uh, I'm not contacted directly. They go behind me to say... You don't know, you think that's low? Don't you think that's just so low? I think it lacks integrity, you know, um, and whether one person wanted the story withdrawn and an apology, and it's like, good grief. And they didn't know. even have the guts to face you, to call you? No. No, they had no. to go behind the scenes. But as a friend said, that's a very corporate thing to do. You don't go to the person, you go around them to undermine them. Which, I think you know. that's part of the problem. I think a lot of people have become afraid to talk to each other. Yeah, and I, you know, Sue once told me that when people meet her, they're like, wow, you're really nice and you don't have horns on top of your <laughs> or head. A tail. Right, you know, and it's kind of the same thing with me. They're like, well, you're not the fill in the blank, you know, I can't say every word that they would think of me. Uh, and kind of funny, it's like, yeah, you know, none of this is personal. I'm trying to talk about ideas, I'm trying to talk about issues, and if I get it wrong, I I'm the first person to uh, apologize or make a correction. I think that's an opportunity. If you get something wrong and you're not made aware of it, then you uh, persist in your own ignorance or, or lack of knowledge. I don't want to be that guy. So if I've made a mistake somewhere factually or whatever, I'm happy to correct the record. Of course, there was nothing factually incorrect. And by the way, it's an opinion piece. Right. And there's a difference between opinion and then you have so many in the mainstream media now who think, who try to make their opinion fact. Right. And it just isn't so. Right. So I'm happy to have John Gil John Gilmore <laughs> with me. There are many places you can find him. What's he's, bugging Gilbert um, Grape? He's amazing on Twitter. Uh, he's finally branched out to Facebook, hate although it. he hates hate it. it. Hate it. Uh, he's got his own blog. I don't he writes like people. for Alpha News once a week. Except for this week, he had two articles. Uh, he writes an opinion piece for that. Of course, he fills in for me. He's a guest on with uh, John and Andrew. There are lots of ways you can tune in and listen to him. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I have got to complain about MnDOT. I am so furious at them. And uh, my longtime listeners will remember that I have been on this bandwagon for years and years and years since all the way back in 2006 i was driving up to northern minnesota and as i was going through this going very slowly through a construction zone um i looked over to my right and there were 20, count them, 20 MnDOT workers with their vests on who were all fishing instead of working on the road. I knew that would make you laugh, Stan. Uh, and I actually did call, and, and, and I didn't just go to Tim Pawlenty, which I did go to him, too. Um, but I went to the DOT. I went to the counties. I went, I went to everywhere to complain about it. Uh, anyway, I have lots of complaints about MnDOT today. And you know what? Just getting here. 
just getting here today took me so much longer than usual. And MnDOT, MnDOT, you know you've shut down a major section of highway, a major section of highway. You know there's going to be tons of gridlock on 494 and 694. Why would you morons throw even more stuff on those roads? Because you're either incompetent or you're deliberately trying to create gridlock. I tend to lean towards the second. Stay tuned. Lots more coming. Sue Jeffers with John Gilmore. Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. tuning in. Oh, are you sitting around in traffic? Yeah, yeah, I bet you are. I can't believe how long it took me to get here. Twice <laughs> you know, as long as it normally does. You know, just move west of Highway 100 and you'll be fine. No. Move west of Highway 100, friend? Didn't yep. you tell me you had trouble getting out of your neighborhood today? Well, no, well, not yeah, today, yeah, but for the did. last two years because they were constructing <laughs> on the two out of the three roads that actually can get me off the island. Right, 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 right. Stan, Sue, and I each had a cigarette before the show. It was like, you know, high school. We're like, you know, truant. It was it was pretty good. All right. Dayton had another bad week this week. And, and then, of course, the press continues to minimize it. Uh, we're, we still have the ongoing fight with the Minnesota Supreme Court and the legislature continuing. Dayton's MSFA fired the security firm that Dayton put in charge of U.S. Bank Stadium. Dayton's teaching board failed to report uh, any allegations of sexual misconduct. Dayton is still fighting with North Dakota, North Dakota over a two billion dollar flood mitigation plan. Uh, lawsuits are forming around the Public Utility Commission uh, and their stance on the oil pipeline expansion. Uh, Minnesota just sold eight hundred and forty seven million dollars worth of GO bonds, general obligation bonds, folks. Those are the ones you're in charge of. Those are the ones that are backed by the taxpayers of the state of Minnesota. And Dayton's still trying to come up with a plan to get the new Amazon headquarters here as well as the 2023 World's Fair. In the second hour, I told you we were going to talk about um, Governor Dayton had a task force that is the Police Minority Community Relations Board. They came out with their recommendations. It is the biggest joke. If you think anything is going to happen with that, I got news for you. It's not. Uh, MnDOT. I am so mad at MnDOT. I, I, I can hardly stand it. And they are standing by their decision to shut down I-35W between downtown Minneapolis and the Crosstown this weekend. We have the Twin Cities Marathon. We have the Vikings game. We have the Twins game and and so many other things that are going on. You're talking hundreds of thousands of people and MnDOT shuts down the highway. And and I, I don't know about you where you live. I live up off of 694 and 35W. I have been furious, absolutely furious about the handling of the so-called improvements along 694 since it started five years ago. Five years ago, they allocated hundreds of millions of dollars. And and remember, the 494-694 loop is supposed to go around the city. It should be five or six lanes wide. No, no, not in Minnesota. In Minnesota, under Mark Dayton, we haven't seen a lane expansion his entire term. His entire term. And I want to thank the American Experiment for really, really doing a fine job of exposing the incompetence and the and the... 
yeah, incompetence is probably the best word for it of the DOT under Governor Dayton as they have their quest to build more light rail transit lines. You you think about this. They have spent billions and billions of dollars on these light rail transit lines. They want to spend billions and billions more yet. He, yet the congestion continues to get worse and worse and worse in the in in the state of Minnesota, especially in the metro area. And I don't know what they were thinking. Governor Dayton even called Charles Zelly or whatever his name is, the MnDOT commissioner. And, and Governor Dayton said, I spoke to him. I told him about how what serious concerns I have about the disruptions. And and the MnDOT commissioner goes, whatever, we're shutting it down. Sorry, not sorry. And And it's like, really, Governor Dayton? Really? That's the best you got for us? Oh, so... 694 is the road that I take to get here, 694 and 100. 694, when they started construction on it five years ago, longtime listeners, you're going to remember this story because I was so furious. So the MnDOT came up with this plan, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to connect 35W, uh, 694 between 35E and 35W to widen it, to branch everything out, to make it into this smooth flowing whatever. Halfway through the construction project, they stopped. So instead of connecting 694 from 35E to 35W, they stopped before Rice Street. And they took away $250 million. They never explained to anyone where that $250 million went to. And then they submitted their project to this regional board that handed out them an award for saving $250 million on a project. They, the, the MnDOT never told these people that they just stopped the project early. They never told the people in Minnesota or, or the, the people who live and, and work and drive 694 where this $250 million went. So now all of a sudden... Um, do you remember at, this was at the state fair? I was so furious when this happened that I printed off the article about them winning the award and I printed off um, all the details about 694 and I went over to the MnDOT booth at the state fair and I said I need to talk to somebody who's in charge and they kept shuffling me to all these different people and finally the two people who were in charge of the booth said you know <clears throat> we're pretty high up here but even we have no idea how that happened. So they gave me the name of a person who was going to answer my questions. Uh, and then they said, oh, by the way, while you're here, do you want to sign up for a drawing? You might win a MnDOT shirt. And so the next, I, I go, okay. So I sign up for the drawing. And you I, didn't. I did. And I also um, got the name and contact number of the person that I was supposed to contact and then i gave my phone number my personal cell phone number to them to give to the dot person who could answer my questions about this ridiculous boondoggle on 694 and i get a call monday morning and it's from MnDOT, and I'm like, oh, this is so great. Someone's calling me back. I'm going to get answers. I'm going to get answers for this boondoggle. It didn't end well. I want a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I want a t-shirt and 
And when I asked them about, I wanted answers for the 694 boondoggle, they said, oh, yeah, we don't know anything about that. So the next... Just kicking the can down the road. The next week at the state fair, I wore my Mindot shirt. (laughs) Because, hey, it was free, you know? Uh, And by the way, I never did find out what happened to the $250 million. So that part just makes me absolutely furious when I look at at that. And considering... uh, MnDOT just has no respect for us. They have no respect for the commuters of the state of Minnesota. And Stan likes to give me a lot of grief because, oh, she hates bikes, which isn't true. I like bikes. Just get off my roads. On the roads, the priorities belong to the cars, to commerce, to public safety, to the snow plows. And they originally built all these, especially in my area, the bike paths and or walking paths out through the woods, through the prairies, through the trees. You know, spent millions of dollars on that. Well, now the walkers are whining because the bikers come by too fast, and the bikers are whining because the walkers are too slow. So you try to help them out, and you can't win. Yep, you you just can't win. It's really astonishing when you think, though, that some 200,000 sports fans are going to be all all over Minneapolis, and they're going to have such a difficult time getting there. And Torkelson, who is a knucklehead legislator out of Hanska, if I remember right, uh, New Ulm area, he said, you know what, in these sporting event schedules are scheduled a year in advance. If And, and I'll take it one step further. He sh- Torkelson should have gone on and said, why don't you have some respect for the people and the events and the things that are going on in downtown Minneapolis before you think of of shutting down this road. Yesterday, the ticket machines were on the blue line, the green line, and the red lines were all down. We're all down. And I thought, oh, wouldn't that be hilarious if they didn't get them fixed before today uh, and tomorrow when we have th- hundreds of people. See, that's why we need to invest in more broadband and, you know, higher tech stuff. No, Stan. No, no. Do you know what? Trying to get you going here. The the Metcon. You don't. I don't need your help. No, I I I do. You're the best producer ever. Um, The Met Council just bought six new electric buses at the at a cost of over a million dollars each. A fully charged bus will travel 150 miles. And Stan, I know you love hybrids. Uh, The Met Council has 150 hybrid buses. In uh, 2017, MnDOT added 642 electric charging station. That means us people. When the Met Council and MnDOT tell us that they added 642 that, or that they have now have a total of 642 electric charging stations, so they add about 125 per year, that's us. That's us that gets to pay for it. And in the meantime, they're also working on another train to go from St. Paul to Chicago at a cost of $95 million. And, of course, it would be an additional 6 or 7 probably $10 million a year for annual operating and maintenance costs. This is so crazy. This is so crazy. And you have to ask yourself... Uh, whoever the next governor is, this has got to be a huge issue. We have got to have more lanes. Our our modes of transportation, as our population gets older, is they're not going to be riding their bikes. 
they're not going to be uh, they're not going to be standing outside in 20 below weather waiting to get on a train or on a bus. Uh, we have huge issues that we have to take care of having to do with metro mobility, which is what most people will be be talking about. But instead, you've got all these urban planners, all these city councils uh, and the bike bicyclists and the bike bullies uh, just just pushing, pushing, pushing forward on this. And it's absolutely ridiculous. It has got to stop. Uh, and the only way it's going to stop if, is if we do something about it and. Apparently, the only thing people care about these days is taking a knee at an NFL game. And I know you're tired of talking about it, Stan, but we're going to continue to talk about it. And we're going to talk about it next because I think we have come to a point where people are very confused about what's being protested. They're very confused about how how do we fight this? Should we fight it? Uh, what is the battle that we're fighting and probably more importantly is what's it going to take another September 11th? Is that what it's going to take to unite us? Uh, the uh, the the lies that the left continues to push drives me absolutely crazy. The 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 lies that America is racist or America oppresses minorities or America oppresses women or. Um, Western civilization means white supremacists and stands for white supremacy. This is this is it's gone so much further than taking a knee. Uh, then remember, Colin Kaepernick started it uh, and it's gone so much further than that. And what do we do now? What's it going to take to unite us? Stay tuned. Lots more coming. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. You were going to play for us. Oh, I said never mind. Oh, I, I forgot we were, I were switching topics. To the music, I'm like, oh, and I'm I like, maybe oh. she likes this one. You never like my music, so no, I'm like, oh, maybe, yeah, she, maybe I, she's I, into this one. I, I do like that we one, Stan. I clip. just, yeah, I'm just right. waiting for your clip. But okay, here we are. So I'm a little bit older. What do you know? It's my birthday next week, or what? I know. Mm. I have to it, get you something. It is my birthday next week. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I had a lot harder time over last year's birthday because I turned 60. This year I'm turning 61. And it's like, eh, whatever. Whatever. We plan. Turn your mic on. We um, Not dead yet. Thanks, Dan. Uh, exactly. I'm not dead yet. And, I've met 30-year-olds who are older than you, Sue. And my family has a beautiful party planned. I know. So. I got the invitation. And I have some fun uh, events planned with my with my friends. And, in fact, the party's going to start Monday. Oh. <laughs> I know. What's the actual and, day? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. And I, I October like to, 3rd. Yes. And Happy I like birthday. To, thank you. Yes. I like to stretch it out as long as possible. All right. So I assume champagne and dark chocolate is perfectly acceptable as gifts? Uh, oh, totally. Good. Good. Totally. And I'm a dessert eater anyway. So if I had my way, we'd have dessert before dinner and birthday cake's fine. Oh, and I'm a chocolate snob, so you'll get really good stuff. Ooh. All right. So what are we going to do with this take a knee 
uh, situation that we're having now. When we were here last week, it was just getting started. Last Sunday, uh, the Vikings stood arm in arm. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks said, ridiculously, out of love for our country, we stayed in the locker room. Shut up, Seattle Seahawks. You know what? That's not love for your com- country, you chicken licking bootlickers. Is that right? <laughs> Is that right? Whoa, I'm going to have to say That's- that part. <laughs> uh, it got ugly in New England. The fans booed the Patriots. Ditto for the Broncos. Uh, Indianapolis booed their players. You saw it start to expand a little bit uh, more. You have... um, uh, a rookie for the A's became the first baseball player to kneel. I think today we had the NBA come out and say... He's 15 this... minutes late. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, but he said, you know what, players, you are all going to stand up for the anthem. We In New York City, in New York City, their city council came out and took a knee. Um, oh, wow. and, and the one that, I mean, that... You know it's only a matter of time before Minneapolis-St. Well, Paul. Yeah, they, they're just grandstanding they is all they're doing. They don't totally really Totally grandstanding. And Aaron Rodgers, I am not a Packer hater like so many people are. Aaron Rodgers on Thursday night for the Packers-Bears game, uh, he said, you know what, the players and coaches are going to lock arms. Well, guess what? The fans didn't do it. Aaron Rodgers, I give him a little, little bit of credit for trying to unify things, trying to bring it back together. And Aaron Rodgers gave a bunch of tickets to the police. But think about this. Hey, policemen, here are some free tickets to come and watch us protest how racist and oppressive and what pigs you are love the NFL. Right? Right? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, and, and when you think about it, there was there's almost 1,700 um, football players, professional football players, only 200 of them took a knee. And you know what's gonna, you know what's gonna happen this week? They're gonna keep the cameras off them because the polls are in, and Americans have said, you know what? We don't like this. We don't want you doing it. People, uh, the ratings have been down anywhere from 10 to 20 percent. That you're talking millions of people. Do you think that's due to this? Well, I, I mean, think it's a combination I think it's of it. A combination it. of the bad competition. Yeah. I, well. Yeah, because we don't have the caliber of players that we once had. Well, there's where more teams, everybody, yep. there's more teams, but everybody wanted to watch. Um, I, and I don't care, pick whichever era yeah, it you. Could be any game now, it's you know, if it isn't one of the top games of the week, as they call them, right? I mean, they're not really that fun to watch anymore. But I'll tell you, I was at the mall this week, and I went um, through one of the major department stores, and they have a section for twins and vikings and everybody there was not one person in it not one and that's unusual that's very unusual and it's just as unusual to have uh so many people be being willing to speak out and say guess what we we want sporting events to be less political some 80 percent of the people want sporting events to be less political um and and it's interesting because a lot of these feelings aren't democrat or republican they're everybody that 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 Democrats. Uh, I think the left has really miscalculated on this one, and I think the football teams are going to try taking the cameras off these people. But with social media, what it is today, the cameras are not going to be well, off of well, them. Well, that and the flag and the Star Spangled Banner and the tradition of standing for it, um, and the respect and all that stuff that goes into it. I mean, there's strong opinions there, and when you go after that, you're gonna 
Kind of create a little bit of a firestorm. But this has morphed. This has morphed incredibly. Because remember, the 49, former 49ers quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, he started this movement when he first took a knee. And he explicitly said he was doing it as a protest to call attention to police abuse. He said, I'm not going to stand up and show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. To me, this is a big, it, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way. There are bodies in the street and people getting away with murder. Is he talking about Chicago? Is he talking about Chicago? <laughs> exactly, right? John, right. exactly. Here's what I think. The since lies. The- that they get away with. Here's what I think since neither of you asked me. Um, I think I think Trump I has... Go ahead, I know. Go ahead, I'm Gilbert. just going to chime in. Um, look, I think Trump has crushed this issue and no Republican would take on this cultural... I don't know if it's a, right, third, I don't right. know if it's a third rail, but it's, it's something that people would shy away from. The left immediately tried to make it into race. Sorry, it's not about race. It's about pampered millionaire sports men, some women, but we're talking about football. And this is what the left is trying to do is delegitimize the country. And one way of doing that, delegitimize the foundations on which this country was founded. Um, I tease people on Twitter. I think we should suspend immigration for, oh, 10 or 20 years until we sort out how you know bad we are with being racist. And they're like, no, they still want to come here. You can't have it both ways, really. <laughs> anyway, long story short, Trump is a political genius when he looks at this and says, people think this is nonsense. And that's all he said. You can protest on your own time. Rush Limbaugh told Sean Hannity, would they be welcome on your show? He said, here's my producer's number. So it's it's um, a shtick, but what it's backfired because Trump stood up to it. And the American people, what, Sue, 80% say, stop politicizing our sports. This is what the people like Keith Ellison and far, far leftists want. They want every aspect of our lives politicized, and that's a hallmark of a totalitarian society, and that's the direction they'd like to move us. It's, you know, people forget that the NFL is a product. They forget that the NFL, you know, Stan brought up, why are people not watching? Well, we have a problem with the domestic violence in there. We have a problem that uh, a lot of these football players are seen as uh, disrespectful, spoiled, privileged. Uh, they have contempt for our country. They're self-centered, multi-millionaires. They're overcompensated, blowhards. And but this has has morphed so much from what Colin Kaepernick said that he cannot stand for a a stand. He cannot stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. That is the biggest lie I have ever heard. And 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 I think people who have been angry about the left saying over and over and over again that America is racist, America oppresses minorities, America oppresses women who haven't been able to fight ba- back, uh, who didn't know how to say it, who didn't know how to fight back, are saying... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a way where I can say I want you to stop politicizing everything, including our spo- our sports. And people are talking with their wallet. They're not going to the games. They're not watching the games. They're not buying, uh, not buying as much st- um, merchandise. The ticket sales are down. Favorability uh, is down. And then you think they- there have been lots of stories now how the 
taxpayers have had to pick up the tab for so many NFL stadiums. And they talked about Indianapolis and Dallas and the Jets and the Minnesota Vikings. And I give kudos to Jeff Johnson, who tweeted out this morning that Hennepin County also picked, also voted for the Hennepin County taxpayers to pick up the tab for some $600,000 worth of security for the Super Bowl. And I want you to think about that for a minute. We've got Antifa, who love Minneapolis and in in the metro area. Uh, We've got um, Black Lives Matter, who love to protest around the Twin Cities. And now we've got the Super Bowl coming up here. And now they just said Justin Timberlake is going to be here. Maybe he can bring Janet Jackson, and we can have another wardrobe malfunction. I'm hoping Katy Perry like, myself. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, but I think I think Trump's. Um, we'll take some of your phone calls here in a second to six five one nine eight nine five eight five five six five one nine eight nine five eight five five. But we're talking about the confusion over what's being protested. We're talking about what are they protesting and how this is mulched in, uh, morphed into almost a culture war. And we really have to try to uh, iron out who's divisive who's dividing america what is taking a knee really about and just as importantly we have to try to figure out who or what can unite us as a country because right now it seems like uh it seems like the united states of america is divided and falling stay tuned lots more coming sue jeffers with john gilmore twin cities news talk am 1130 and twin Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. John Gilmore is joining me in studio today. I know. I keep talk. Turn your mic on. I it is keep on. Ta- there we go. Now I can hear you. It was Stan's fault. Oh, well, that's possible because he's used to me just rambling, rambling, rambling away. Rambling. Um, I saw a cartoon this week that renamed all the NFL teams. They named them the Pittsburgh Kneelers, the <laughs> Cleveland Reds, the Indianapolis Ingrates, the Seattle Snowflakes. I got to say, I laughed out loud. I thought it was so, so, so funny. But really, truly, you've seen the left... Uh, politicizing everything from sports to statues to race to religion to sex to education to TV movies, news, uh, weather, even Star Trek, for God's sakes. And and I think people, uh, they haven't known how to fight back against this. They're so worried about That's about right. being name-called. They're yep. so worried about being uh, called out that... Except I think I think that's less true than it used to be. I like to say Thanks, that, Trump. Yeah, I, I like to say that name calling died on November eighth, and for change, our media didn't select our president. And whether it's Minnesota Republicans, the dumbest in the nation, true. or Republicans writ large across the nation, they're timid. They don't really know what they believe in, and they're cowed by people in the media. And and Trump, even if you think at times something is excessive is not going to be slandered or put into a narrative that is unfair and not accurate. He goes against the media so often because it is they who so often put him in an unfair, dishonest, and sometimes corrupt narrative. You talked about the culture wars before we took a break, Sue Jeffers. I think we're winning. I think we won. I do, too. I think we won on November 8th. I think, and I don't think the country is as uh, divided as you might think. We've got... 
elements that amplify division the media and then there's the media there's the entertainment complex there's the sports complex and there's these terrible things called higher uh institutions of higher learning which are now overpriced give you nothing for uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes and so the elite institutions um, are crumbling, but they're going down trying to amplify division. But when you look out across right. America as a populace, we're not that divided, and certainly we're not any of the things that they're trying to say that we are. As I said before at the top of this hour when you started your show, if they're name-calling, they've got nothing left. They have right. no substantive argument. And once you're not afraid of being bullied, which is what they say the right always does, then... You know, Katie barred the door. It's, it, it, it's over. They're losing, and I think their desperation is a sign that somewhere, maybe it's even subconscious, they know it. I, I think they know it, too. I think great point. Absolutely great point. Uh, let's take a couple phone calls here. Lawrence, you're up first. Hey, Lawrence, welcome to the Sue Jeffers Show. Sue, you're actually younger than I thought you were. <laughs> you proud. thought I was 100? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> hey, um... Last week's issue of Sports Illustrated featured Dwight Howard, an NBA ball player, and some of his off-the-court antics that have deteriorated his play. Right. And in that article, it talked about the fact that he has five different children with five different women. Right. And as a black male and, and as a father, I am far, far more infuriated with that type of activity. And quite frankly, it's not that unusual. And it's these players, particularly the black players, that are locking arms, which they show on this week's issue of Sports Illustrated, would be as upset about that behavior as they are about whatever they're protesting. Maybe I can get on board. Because when you talk to most black males when they're in jail or in prison and what got them there, many, many, many will tell you, I didn't have a father in my life. You're so right, Lawrence. You're so right. Oh. And, and so I, I sit back, and since I read that article and I've listened to all this nonsense going on, just cringing because our priorities are wrong. Parenting is serious business. And when these people start taking parenting as serious as they take, somebody's feelings getting hurt or somebody uh, not being as diverse or something like that, then I can join in. So anyway, thanks for letting thank me. Thank you, uh, Lawrence. I'm on my bicycle, so keep me entertained. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Appreciate your comments. He nailed it. He did nail it. And, and good for him for having the courage to say the truth. I know. To say the truth. I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to take this narrative from uh, people who know what they are presenting is incorrect. While we have Detroit, while we have Chicago, well, we have St. Louis and Baltimore. Right. The the murder rates, black on black, are a national disgrace, which implicates all of us. We can't just quarantine it in the African-American community if you care about the fabric of this nation. Right. And media and all of the hysterical people on the left and the NFL knee protests are willfully blind to it because it doesn't guilt out the people that they want. Right. You're right, right, right. Mark, you're up next. Hey, Mark, welcome to the show. Sue, just a couple comments on a, on a couple of just total frauds. Whenever I'm talking to someone about this country, they, they claim the country is so racist, I'll ask them, why do millions of people of color 
they're why are they dying to get in there, either legally or illegally? Right. And once they're here, they don't want to leave, and they want their family to come here. <laughs> That's the first point. Second point is about this: uh, uh, what's going on with the NFL. It's based on a total fraud. Every reputable study shows, if anything, whites have a much higher percentage of whites are shot by police than blacks, even taking population into account. The, the black Harvard economics professor Proved that in the study in the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Both frauds. I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Appreciate your comments. I told you we have the smartest callers in in the world. It's just absolutely amazing. And what bothers me is I wish more people would fight about the things that are um, really, really, really important, like government o- overreach, like um, uncom- like Obamacare, like. Uh, real idea, like unconstitutional behavior or politicizing, uh, judges, uh, that, that are, are, there's so many important issues there, but I think people don't know how to do it. So if people are going to get upset, then I'm okay if they get upset about this. Well, John, thanks. the yeah, which John? Me, the other guy. Yeah, yeah. no, you. The yeah, here we go. Hours like uh, lamb chop. Over. It was it was a slice of heaven, spontaneous well, slice of heaven. I and have Stan, so thank much you. To say that I, I don't give you much time. No, but... you know me. I like to watch. Well, What's yeah. There's that. I know. I, I got that. I'm saving that clip too. <laughs> yeah, there. You've had a lot of clips you can save to, to Stan. Oh, for sure. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the things that are that are going on in Minnesota. Mark Dayton had a very rough week. And if you listened to the news or read the local newspapers, you wouldn't really know that. And, oh, a jam-packed second hour. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, thanks to John Gilmore, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.